Welcome to episode 34. Welcome. Of Around the Outside, an IndyCar podcast. In this episode, we will recap St. Pete. Of course. Uh, talk about all things down in the Florida sun, how that whole race transpired mm-hmm. and went. Um, and then we will transition into our second segment. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about the doubleheader at Texas Motor Speedway. Yes, sir. Um, moving from one hot place to another hot place. Right. Moving from one really tight, hard track to another hard track. Yeah, um, for sure. A lot of speed. We'll see if the track's any different or if it's going to be a parade. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get back to some side-by-side action. For um, sure. After sure. that, we're going to get in. We, t- we just talked a little bit about odds. Odds are out on DraftKings for both Texas races, but they're also out for the Indianapolis 500. Mm-hmm. And we, we talk a little bit about some guys that you may want to put, guys and gals. or gal, yes. that you may want to drop at least a five spot on because mm-hmm. of their early odds at the 500. For sure. So you want to listen to that. That's at the end of the uh, segment two. So we hope you enjoy this. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Keep sticking with us. As we say every time, but we're going to stick to it this time. We'll be cranking these out every Weekly. week. Weekly. So, uh, enjoy episode 34. Here you go. And so we're kicking off episode 34. Obviously, we're going to talk about St. Pete. Good old St. Pete. Which uh, you saw none of. Had to work that day, sadly. Because you were at work. Yep. So, um, St. Pete looked beautiful as ever. As always. Looked beautiful as ever. And um, it was really a cool weekend. Uh, I believe you were the only one that got one person right on your podium. I believe so. I think that was Jay New. Yeah, but I had him in third, not second. You had him in third, not second. Um, I didn't get anybody right, but I did say that my bets were going to Colton Herta, mm-hmm. Rossi, and whoever else I bet on. Colton Herta won me some money. In dominant fashion. In dominant fashion. I would have rather had Jack Harvey win because he'd have won me like 800 bucks. Right. Um, but not bad for, for, for Harvey, man. Starts second. Ended up fourth, I it believe. Finishes fourth. Disappointed at the end of the race when they interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, great weekend for uh, Myers Shank. Yeah, they're, they're making progress for sure. They're starting to, you know, they've qualified well in both the races of this year, um, especially last weekend, and hopefully they can keep that momentum going going forward and turn that into a, good, a better race race result than what they had yesterday, or yep. this past weekend. I think we, we made the conclusion um, – or at least I did. You were sitting at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sitting on the couch watching the race. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of made a pro- proclamation that uh, it has been decided. It's been decided. That we are going. We are going. To next year's St. Pete race. Okay. I like the sound of that. End of story. Okay. We will be there. Um, going through the race, uh, basically... Colton Herman, Colton uh, 
her to dominated the race. Yeah, it's only led about 97 of the 100 laps. Which... Started on pole, you know, he qualified on pole, started on pole, mm-hmm. won it, and uh, really mm-hmm. held off Jay New at the end. I, I heard mm-hmm. a thing on Joseph's uh, radio with like, I don't know how many laps to go, but mm-hmm. he basically said, hey, good job, fellas, to his team, but he's too quick. I got nothing for him. Yeah, uh, from what I saw, Colton looked fast all day, and it just kind of continues the story of these young guns coming up and <clears throat> being super competitive winning drivers. You know, you got Pato the first week. and didn't end up winning, but he was definitely the car to beat at Bama with Pelo taking away the win there. And then you have Colton Herta leading 97 of 100 laps last weekend. So it's definitely been the young gun show so far this season. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. Um, and now all of the talk, <laughs> all of the talk about Formula One, mm-hmm. and is Colton going to go to Formula One? Yeah, which was brought up by the Mario Andretti. And um, pull up our Twitter page because I believe, oh Lance, oh he did have a question. Sent us a question. Sent us along with a couple, a couple other others. IndyCar podcasts. Um, Let me try to find this here. Asking about, you know, the difference between F1 and IndyCar drivers. Exactly what did, what's so, he asking? So, question for podcast. How do drivers compare from IndyCar to F1? Also, is Mick Schumacher F1's version of Marco Andretti? Wow. The the, the, the latter part of that is, uh, I mean, I, I think the, the jury's out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows, man? I mean, this is his first year in Formula yeah, 1. Yeah, and, it, you know, that's tough to tell right now just because, you know, I'm sure he's, from what he's shown coming up through the ranks, he's a pretty talented driver, and I think he's going to be really good. But, you know, he's with Haas, and it's his first year in F1. He doesn't have good teammate help because his teammate spins out about every session that he's in <laughs> over there in F1. So that's a tough question to answer right now. Yeah, it – it kind of leads into the first part of your question, Lance. Yeah. Um, what would he do if he was at a Ferrari? What would he do with mm-hmm. he, if he was in a in a, um, in a McLaren? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you've got Mercedes and Red Bull. Definitely the top two, right? Are now. your two top teams? And how do F one drivers compare to any car drivers? I don't. I would say ask. Any F1 driver that's come over to IndyCar. Come over, yeah, for sure. Um, the F1 cars of today, are they have power steering. They, um, they're they so technically advanced. Um, right. But you listen to uh, Romain Grosjean talk after the St. Pete race, mm-hmm. um, and he said that that was the most physically demanding race He's ever been in in yeah. his life, and that I mean that says a lot right there. You know, Indy cars don't have power steering. Indy car drivers have to be uh, uh, versatile on natural, r- natural terrain courses, road and street courses, as well as ovals. Yeah, and they, that's a tough thing to do to be really talented at all three of them. Right. Um, and I, I think without a without a doubt, a lot of those guys could come over and run on an oval. 
Now, are they all going to come over and do what uh, Alonzo did? I, I don't know. I think it depends on the car. That first year that Alonzo came over to run a 500, he was in the dominant car. He yeah. had an Andretti Honda. I mean, and yeah, it was, was a, yeah. they were lights out. They ended up winning the race yeah, that year. That was the best car that year. Um, and led the whole day. I right. He comes the next time he, he tries to do Indy. And he, he comes with McLaren on their own. And they're paired with Carlin. Carlin. And he doesn't even make the race. Yeah. So... I think a lot of it is, um, you know, what, I mean. With a lot of it is equipment-based. Formula really. One, I think, is, is equipment-based. Yes, for um, sure. I mean, it, you know, what's Lewis Hamilton do in in the Haas? Right, I mean, maybe not even points. What's Lewis Hamilton know? do in a Williams, right? You know, for, I mean, that's the argument. And that's the thing with. You know, when you get a young IndyCar guy, and this happened before, um, you know, like Colton, and then the question of, oh, does he go to F1 come up? Well, it'd be, I know the money's there, but I don't think it's a smart decision if you like if you want competition, because right now, Colton Herta would probably be slotted in, in a mid-pack, I mean, a mid-pack team. Are, well, you, are I mean, you going to want to fight for eighth? I never understood. I haven't understood that for a long time with Formula One. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'll get up. Yeah, for sure. On Sunday morning at six o'clock, I'll set my alarm for mm-hmm. six o'clock on a Sunday yeah. morning just to watch the Formula One race. Now, typically, I'm watching the lead up to the race and mm-hmm. about maybe the first ten laps. Right. And then, typically, the race is over. Now, they have some races that get kind of competitive, you know, all the way through, but not yeah. very many. Yeah, it doesn't happen. I mean, let's just be honest. Not very many. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased because I'm a huge IndyCar fan. I'm a way bigger IndyCar fan than I am a Formula One fan. For sure. Now, I see all these, you know, you, you see stuff on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. People talk about... This driver, that driver, oh, he sucks. This driver can't do this. You know, you take any one of us mm-hmm. or any one of those slaps that are writing all this BS. Yeah, for sure. And put them in a car. See what happens. And see what they can right. do. It, the shit ain't easy. And I it think if you if you put me in an Indy car at St. Pete this past weekend, I think I would have been about a minute off the pace and I think I would have been in the pits right. asking for water in about two laps. It's not easy, <laughs> man. You know, and I don't care if it's you're an IndyCar driver, you're a NASCAR driver, you're yeah, for a sure. Formula One driver. It's you, a, it's you all really hard. you really want a challenge, go go strap your butt into a World of Outlaw sprint car. <laughs> right. All right. For sure. Go do that challenge. Um so I don't know. In my opinion, if you're gonna ask me I think IndyCar drivers are, and I'm, I'll get slammed for this, but I think IndyCar drivers are better all-around drivers. I would agree because they have to they have to master all the disciplines of driving. Right. A lot sure. of Formula One drivers, because there's no Americans in Formula One, but a lot of Formula One drivers, you know, they all grew up over there in Europe. Um, they came up through the ranks in Europe, you know. Yeah. Obviously, they're not all from there, but right. Um, a lot of them don't even want to run ovals. 
They're no. scared to run ovals. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, I mean, prime example nowadays, you know, Max Chilton is hung up running ovals. Except for the 500. Except for the 500. Which, which is kind of weird because you think that's, that's probably the, the most dangerous right, one but, out of all of them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Texas is dodgy. Now, it you know, it hasn't been the last few years and it's probably not going to be this year. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into that yeah. in our next segment. Um, but, so, in my opinion, IndyCar drivers are better than Formula One drivers. Well, I mean, and this is something we've talked you know, about before. Because I think Formula One, it's all about the car. I think oh, it yeah, is all sure. about car. Just like last year when, um, was it Lewis that missed a race because of COVID? And they yeah, put, it was they the, put, it was uh, they put George Russell. They put George Russell, who's driving a Williams. Yeah, and he's a talented driver. Right, but Williams is like last on the grid. Yeah, so he's, I don't think and, he scored that many points at all. Maybe well, one. And, and he put, you put him in that Mercedes. And he should have won the race. Right. I mean, it's, won the, it's race. the car. Yeah, for sure. By far. You know, we've said this before, too. If, if you take any guy from IndyCar right now, especially some of the top guys, like if you take a Dixon, you take a Newgar, and you take a Rossi, and you stick them in a Mercedes, or even nowadays a Red yeah. Bull, yeah. I mean, it's, I think they win a ton of races. They're going to be very competitive, and they're going to be just as good, if not better, than any of those drivers yeah, that sure. are over there. Yeah. And that's, I'm not taking nothing away from uh, Lewis Hamilton or Max no, Verstappen sure. or any of those guys over there. Lando Norris, man, I'll tell you what, Lando Norris. He's a driver. He's going to be something good. I wish he was an IndyCar driver yeah. and not a Formula 1 driver. The one positive about going to Formula 1 is your pay. <laughs> That's your money. Yeah. So um, Colton is obviously young. So if he wanted to go to Formula One, he could go to Formula One for a few years, make his money, and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a top-tier IndyCar driver on a top-tier team, you're making damn good money as it is. Yeah, you are. Um, but, you know, it's the the allure of Formula One. Right. Which, you know, it is what it is. So Yeah, for sure. Um, for so sure. I think, you know, your first part – of the question, Lance, about Mick Schumacher kind of leads into, or the second part leads into the first part. Um, but the answer to the the Marco Andretti comparison is, I, I think it's way, way too. Marco Andretti had 15 years or 10, however many years he yeah. drove IndyCar. And he has two wins, I think. Right. And it's just, it just never panned out for Marco. No, and um, Mick could be the same thing. I mean, it's really hard being the son of Probably the Michael prince. Andretti, Mar the grandson of Mario Andretti, let alone being the son of Michael Schumacher. Yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure. So now he, you know, he could impress in the Haas, and and Ferrari could say, "Hey, you know what? We want to bring you up." Mm-hmm. But we'll see. So, um, but all in all, uh, here's the roundup from St. Pete. Uh, your your top five were Herta. Jay New, uh, Simon Pagino with a solid day, unfortunately. <laughs> Jack Harvey fourth, and Scotty Dixon finishes in Find fifth. His way in the top five, right? Finishes per in usual. fifth, and um, some um, other one, other ones of notes. Uh, Slick Willie P finished eighth. Roman Grosjean finished thirteenth. 
our dude Connor Daly, 16th. Mm-hmm. And once again, Jimmy Johnson does not come in last. Doesn't come in last. He struggled a little bit. He but struggled, he but he hey, but I'll tell you last. what, you know, they were talking about how like at Barber he was like three and a half se- three and a half seconds off the pace. Right. Here he was on like a second and a half off the pace. Mm-hmm. That's a tight track, man. Yeah, for sure. That's tough. That's it. It's we you know, looking at it on TV, it looks tight. We've been there in person and we can tell you it is it, extremely it's very tight. similar tightness wise to what Monaco is. It is tight. So um the other story coming out of St. Pete was the heat. Oh, unbelievably hot with the wind with aero screen and, and the humidity. I think the humidity, like I think Connor, Connor said, like he he could he was having trouble breathing. Well, he said he posted his like fitness stuff from the race, and his heart rate at one point was running like one eighty five, right, or something crazy like that. So then Colton Herta wins the race, mm-hmm. gets out of his car. Right. Standing there with his arms up, and lo and behold, what's hanging out of his suit, but a cool shirt connection. Yep. And so that became a hot topic of, well, I didn't even know that, that that IndyCar had those, and how did they, you know, how did they fit the system inside the car? Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then and Andretti comes out and said, yeah, that's something that they've been developing, and um, good on them. They were, yeah, uh, for sure, you know. Uh, or I think Graham said he wants a cool a cool shirt. <laughs> I think. Um, I think all of them. I think Connor cool said shirt. he wants a cool shirt, so <laughs> we'll see, that'll be interesting. It won't be too long now um, that I think you know everybody will have cool shirts. Yeah, so, probably. Uh, but St. Pete was uh, looked like they had fabulous weather. Yeah, for sure. Um, they they allowed fans in there. It was awesome to see um, all weekend long. Yeah, so it was a really good race. One other tidbit of news that came out of St. Pete was. The signing of two new drivers for Andretti Autosport. Oh, yeah. Really cool news. Sebastian and Oliver Weldon. Already. Are now under the banner of Andretti Autosport. Good for them, man. So, yeah. um, We actually, we got to go see them uh, in person at the Battle of the Brickyard when the quarter midgets were out here at the track. Uh, I think both of them won. You're right. I think both of them won <laughs> They're their, both pretty their good already. respective races. Uh, so that was really neat to see. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, so they are now in the Andretti family, uh, which is only fitting, being that you know they, they were such good friends with, mm-hmm. with, with Dan. With, with Dan. So yep. having said all that, we're going to take our first break, and we will come back with our Texas preview. Let's go. We'll see you. And welcome back to Around the Outside, an IndyCar podcast with your hosts, Chris and Ryan, as usual. As always. Uh, before we get into Texas, let's just do a quick rundown after St. Pete of points. Okay. Where we are we staying? We want a top 10 to start and then just do some notables. Sure. Okay. So in first, you got Alex Pillow. Second, Will Power. Third, Scott. Hang on. How many points back are they? Does it say? It, it doesn't give me that number, but it gives me how many points they have. You want me to read how many points they have? Okay. I think it's like two, isn't it? Well, I'm saying when I get later on. Okay. You know, I'm a... So you got Pelo in first. Yes. Who's in second? Will Power second. Scott Dixon third. They're both two points back. Right. Colton Hurd. <laughs> Colton Hurd of fourth, who's five points back. 
Simon in fifth, who it looks like is 13 points back. Okay, he can keep slipping. Sebastian Bourdais and Jack Harvey in sixth and the seventh. Oh, and Rianus VK in eighth, respectively, with 51 total points. Wow. So they are 16 points back. Marcus Erickson in ninth, who is 17 points back. And Joseph Newgard in tenth, who is 20 points back. Jay News in tenth. Boy, that's yeah. boy, that really, I mean, he finished second, and now he's in, in, yeah. and he's in tenth. Yeah. Where's Herta? Fourth. Herta's in fourth. Okay. Yeah. Where's our Where's our Where's our Where's our dude Connor Daly? Connor Daly is seventeenth. Seventeenth. He is in front of Felix Rosenquist, Ed Jones, James Hinchcliffe, Ryan Hunter-Ray, Dalton Kellett, Jimmy Johnson, and Max Chilton. There you go. So Jimmy Johnson is in fact not last in points. So it's a tight race, and that was really um, you want to talk about a strong, probably drive other other than Herta win mm-hmm. win in the race. I would probably have to say drive of that race, uh, St. Pete would probably slick Willie P. Yeah, for Will sure. Power because he didn't make it through qualifying. No, which was a shock. Um, started towards the back of the field, comes up I think finishes sixth. Yeah, really good day for um, so, Will. So yeah, really good day for Will. So Daisy needs to have to. A um, couple of notable guys. You got Rossi in sixteenth, who's not had the start um, that he's wanted. No. Graham and Graham's down in thirteenth. Yeah, they got together during the yeah. race. Pato awards eleventh. Takuma's twelfth. Scott McLaughlin's fifteenth. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's about it. Right yeah, there. so we'll. Uh, We'll see how these points shake out now. When now, as we move on to get a double header, Texas Motor Speedway, uh, what used to be just an absolute crazy race, right? Uh, just nonstop, side by side, wheel to wheel action all night long. All night long has now turned in to a parade. Um. Because I think they have just ruined. Well, it started that with track. it started with the repave back a couple of years ago, and well, then for NASCAR they put down the whatever it's called, and they lowered the banking. Yeah, so they completely reconfigured. Yeah, that's what the I'm track. saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, so they, I think they really screwed up that track. And honestly, if you NASCAR has been having it, is NASCAR races are boring there now too, which well, not that they were. Most NASCAR races are boring. Oh, that's so, what I'm saying. You know, but if, it's unless the you're racing at there, all I'm saying is the racing there has gotten worse for them as well. Right. So, you know, they put that compound, that JP1 or whatever it's called, ruined. Um, it just ruined last, last year ruined race. it. Um, just became a complete one lane. Um show yeah you couldn't go high at all that's probably i mean the way that I, what i've read is it's more than likely may end up being the same you they may be able to you know uh run that top lane i know texas was trying to get that stuff off or i you know i don't know we're, we're gonna see um see how that pans out but mm-hmm. weather doesn't look horrible no not at all usually it's like blazing hot when, <laughs> they're, when they're down there in june you know, but um, so temperature wise, it doesn't look too bad. Now there's always a lot of carnage. Always, you know, there's always some kind of wreck. Like you know, so we'll see how that works. But going into this race, uh, they are qualifying with race downforce. 
mm-hmm. race level downforce. That's how they're going to qualify because okay. they got like a part for May, so like they qualify yep. and they got to impound their car. Yep. So uh, it'll be two lap qualifying, kind of like we had last year with all the double headers. Yep. Lap one will be for race one. Lap two be race two. Yep. There you go. So who won this race last year? You know. I think Dixie. Scott Dixon. Yeah. Scott Dixon. Yeah. So. He's been typically pretty good at Texas. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> He's won there a lot. Awesome news for us is uh, our dude Connor Daly will be at Texas driving for Carlin. And yeah. we know what he did in that car last year on the Ovals. He is ca- He's capable of pride f- a podium, if not winning a race yeah, in that I, car. I, man, I'd love to see him win, man. I'd love to see him win, but um, going through who you got. Here's our predictions for both races. So who you got? Starting with race one. Race one. Give me your top three. Give me your podium. My in third for race one, okay. I have Graham Rahal. Yeah. In second, I've got Scott Dixon. Yeah. And in first, I've got Joseph Newgarden. Wow. Taking the win. Wow. So we have the exact same three drivers. Really? However, different order. Race one, I have third place Joseph Newgarden. Second place Scott Dixon. Okay. And winning race number one at Texas Motor Speedway once again is Graham Rahal. Okay. And that's that's how I see that shaking out. I like it. And going down. I like uh, it. We'll see if somebody gets sodoed. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think that's that's happened at Texas before. Hence, try to come out and say he yeah, got sodoed yeah, yeah. at St. Pete. And I mean, come on, man. I will say we have yeah. seen Takuma drive it down in the grass at Texas a couple times. Yeah, that, that he has. <laughs> that he has. Uh, wouldn't hey, surprise. I, me. That's just the balls that move to me. That's right. right. Wouldn't you surprise. Got to do what you got to do sometimes. Well, no, no chance, no attack, no, no attack, chance. no chance, yeah. baby. And well, that means you're go if you got if you got to go in the grass, he's going in the grass. All right, race number two. All right, who so you got? Completely different drivers. Ah, okay. Uh, actually, besides one. Sorry, okay. Besides one. Uh-huh. In third, I've got Will Power. Mm-hmm. In second, this was this is a stab in the dark here. I just just wanted to throw this name down. Yeah. Returning to IndyCar yep. for the first time this year. I've got Tony Kanan yep. finishing second. Okay. And coming in first, your race one winner, Graham, Graham Rayhall taking race two. Wow. Okay. So, once again, uh, you can tell that uh, my blood is in your body because uh, I, too, have Tony Kanan really? on my podium. Really? Finishing third okay. in race number two. He's in a Ganassi car, man. Yeah, that's why I picked him. He's you know, in. The, he's he, right, he, he's mean, not in the old AJ Foyt machine anymore. He's in that Ganassi. Um, uh, coming in second, Joseph Newgarden. Okay. And your race two winner, Scott Dixon. Okay. Now, the one person that I left out of both my races podiums that I could see finishing on the podium in both races mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if he won both races. Is Will Power? Yeah, he's he's pretty good at Texas too. Um. And we love us some willpower. Yes, we do. So that's our predictions. Yes, we for do. both races. Saturday night. Saturday is like seven o'clock. And then Sunday's like five like or seven thirty. Yeah, our time, I think. Yeah, Eastern. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, should be good. I mean, hopefully. 
if it's not, unless it's a one groove track again. You know, so it's, we'll you know to, at points last year, it kind of made it entertaining because I remember I had a bet on Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, he went high, right? He and went he high. Went, he, was then, a, he was a long shot, and he whoa. was leading the race, yeah. and he decided to go up high. I know. And Lost himself it. out. Yeah. This was also the race last year where Renus VK got in a lot of trouble with his old boss, Ed Carpenter. He did. Um, and I, th- I th- and I, I want to say he took out Polo in, he that, did. in his he wreck. Did. He did. He did. His wreck took well, out he Polo. Took his first practice laps, he yeah, bended he just, in turn one. Right. And then Ed specifically told him, just stay down low. Don't, don't go, go up, up there. And he and went up he there. He went up there. Yeah. Um, moving on to some betting. Betting. Odds are out now on DraftKings mm-hmm. for the first race okay. at Texas, and just some just throwing out some some different ones. Scott Dixon is the odds-on favorite at plus okay. four hundred, so four to one. Joseph Newgarden and Slick Willie P are both plus five hundred mm-hmm. or five to one. Then you got Rossi coming in at plus seven hundred and fifty. Now here's where you got some good bets. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw down a five dollar bill or a ten dollar bill on one of these next three drivers it'd win you some good money yeah it would and i think all three of them have a legitimate shot of winning the race i would agree graham rahal is plus 2500 so 25 to one. so he's 25 to one put a ten dollar bet on that sucker that's Man. 250 bucks right there tony Kanan is plus four thousand forty to one plus four thousand to one of the better oval drivers right around and then our dude Connor Daly is plus six hundred. I'm sorry, plus sixty six hundred. Sixty six to one. Huh? Yeah. Mm. So that, those are some good. Those are those the the last three are some good bets. I'll put some money down on those. Those last are some three. good bets. Um, also out on DraftKings. I saw this. Are the early early Indianapolis five hundred odds? You can bet on the Indianapolis five hundred already, right? They have Scott Dixon as the odds-on favorite. I think they're just jinxing him. At plus 600. Rossi is at plus 700. Sato, two-time winner, two time. is plus 1,200. Colton Hurd is plus 1,400. Yep. Juan Pablo Montoya wouldn't be a bad bet. No. Plus 1,800. Okay. Okay. Both Ed and Connor. Typically fast cars at Indy. Typically, yeah. Okay. Plus 3,000. So that's 30 to 1. Wow. For Ed Carpenter. Mm. That's a solid bet. That is a solid bet. Tony Kanan. One of the better drivers there ever. Plus 4,000. Yeah. 40 to 1. Mm. And the one person that I think you ought to put a $5 bet on or a $10 bet, whatever you want to put on it. The person with the highest odds of winning the Indianapolis 500, Simona DiSilvestro. That's, that's a And she bet. is at plus 30,000. That's a, that's a pretty uh, solid bet right plus there. Plus 30,000. So that is that's 300 to 1. Now, take into account, folks, she is in a Penske. She's basically in a Penske car. Yeah. Okay. It's though it's worth throwing five dollars down on her. I've already bet on her. That'd be a lot of money. I've already bet on her. 
Um, I think I bet on TK. I'll probably end up betting on half the damn field. Just you know, and, you know, and I, I won't even come close to recouping my money. But um, a five dollar bet on Simona, if it comes through, you're bringing home fifteen hundred dollars. Right. I mean, that's pretty good, man. It's pretty solid. Pretty good. Um, but we're looking forward to Texas. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Always look forward to Texas. We'll be uh, we'll be. We'll be watching that, and by this time, or by the time we're through this weekend, we will officially be in the month of May. In the month of May, yeah. the first time we can actually say it's the month of May since yeah. May of 2019. Yeah, and uh, whew, it's um, it's coming up fast. It's been a long time coming. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the 500. Looking forward to the Grand Prix. Looking forward to Texas. Mm-hmm. So. We appreciate everybody listening. Of course. If you got any questions, send them to us, like Lance. And if not, this is going to be a shorter episode for us. Yep. So, um, the NFL draft. Uh, yes, I was about to say it. Is As on we tonight. speak, I've got right. my Colts Carson Wentz jersey on. Yeah, I got do. my socks going. You do have a Carson Wentz jersey. I'm ready to watch Chris Ballard trade out of the first round, so I'm getting all excited for nothing right now. Oh, no, I don't know. I think he's going to take the left tackle from Notre Dame. I, I, that's a solid guess. That's what I think. I think he'll trade. I think he's going to trade down but stay in the first round. That's my guess. Ooh. And take the left tackle from Notre Dame at about 30. I think the Bills will trade up. With us. Ah. That's my guess. <laughs> That's pretty specific. It is specific. Okay. I got sources. You got sources. I'm very close friends with Adam Schefter. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you are. So, having said all that, uh, it's been our pleasure talking about IndyCar. As always. We love it. Uh, can't get enough of it. And we will see you next week. Midweek next week. Uh, yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. We, yeah. I mean, I think we've been dropping the last two Thursdays, so we'll probably just stick with a Thursday. Good idea. We'll stick with a Thursday night drop. Uh, we'll be with you every week through the IndyCar uh, season. Yep, especially this month coming up. We'll Minus have... one week, though. Minus one week because that is true. we are going on vacation yes, the first June. week of June, and we'll be – now, we could do something fluffy. We could do like a ten minute. Um, we, we could do it on on location live from Disney World. We could, but um, so but other than that, roller coasters. Other than that, we will be with you weekly. As I sit here and cross my fingers, because we've said that before. So, <laughs> so, anyways, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy Texas, mm-hmm. and you've been listening to Around the Outside. Deuces.